Hey bosses, before we kick off this week's episode, I wanna take a second to tell you about our sponsor, Masterworks.io. Masterworks is the only platform to trade blue chip art. You can buy pieces in works from artists like Banksy, Cause, Monet, so much more. In fact, works like these have outperformed the S&P by 180% from 2000 to 2018. If you want to get in on this investment, you can head over to masterworks.io where they have a waiting list. But because you are an Invest Like a Boss listener, you don't have to wait in that list. In fact, it's over 20,000 people, but we're going to skip you right to the front. Just use code ILAB at sign up. So go to masterworks.io, use code I-L-A-B, and you'll skip right to the front of the line. I'll tell you more about Masterworks after the break. Until then, let's get the show started. Just a reminder that our Invest Like a Boss quarterly episodes are now exclusive to Patreon. Moving the quarterly updates to Patreon allows Sam and Johnny to be more interactive with you all and provide more transparency in their portfolios. In fact, Sam logs directly into his Vanguard account to show you exactly how much he has invested in every one of his funds. Uh, and I basically do the same. So it's been really, really exciting to be part of Invest Like a Boss for so many years and growing my personal network just around $200,000 when I first started up to $900,000 today just six figures shy of hitting my million dollar goal if you want to follow along that journey take a listen to the entire episode actually watch the video it's inside of our patreon it's a patreon exclusive but don't worry in this episode we're going to give you a preview a pretty long preview actually because today's interview went for almost two hours there's so much to go over so many plans for 2021 and what to invest in mindset lifestyle all that so here's the first half an hour but if you want to see the entire two minute video and watch us go through our dashboards go to investlikeaboss.com click on patreon or support the show and even the lowest tier five dollars a month gets you access to this private video and if you sign up for the ten dollar or twenty five dollar a month packages you get invited to the quarterly mastermind that we're doing. So we just did one with the US time zone a few days ago and it was amazing. You know, everyone really got so much value out of it. They're not recorded, so they're completely private with just the people in the group. And we're gonna be doing one for the European time zone next month. So hope to see you there. Investlikeaboss.com and click on support the show. Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. All right, buddy. Let's just get started. Cool. Um, I have, I'll just let you know what I have. We can go through my Vanguard, E-Trade, and I, I just updated my uh, asset allocation pie chart. And there's some, I think people like seeing that just to give them yep. an idea of like where everything. I love it, buddy. So, All right. So- Happy 2021, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for being a Patreon or being a uh, invest like a boss subscriber and listen to this preview episode. But Sam and I have been sitting down every quarter for the last, what, four years now, five years doing these? Johnny, time's flying, man. I think we're at like, <laughs> I think we're at six years. And you know what's crazy? Uh, earlier today, we just recorded a, a Bitcoin episode. Uh huh. And I'm like, when's the last time we recorded a Bitcoin episode? When do you think it was? I thought it was like a year or two ago, maybe last year. It was 2017. Oh my God, that's three years ago now. More than three. Yeah, it's 2021 now. Crazy. Yeah. Time just yeah, moves, man. Moves on. Yeah. But. So 
2020 was kind of a, a weird uh, year for everybody. A lot of people lost a lot of money, a lot of, a lot of businesses failed, yet a lot of people got a lot richer. And you see it in the news headlines about the billionaires, like Jeff Bezos mm. growing the, you know, their, their income, some big companies like Amazon, you know, just making a killing during this time, uh, DoorDash, all these kind of companies, while the small businesses are completely failing. But one thing I think a lot of people don't talk about is pretty much anyone who has invested in the market also made a lot of money. How, how, like, yeah. did you, I mean, I, I, I know we we're very kind of privileged in this, in this situation to have money in the market, but at the same time, it's been a lot of sacrifice where you could have just blown all your money. I mean, first off, you never had to work that hard to, to build that business and, and exited it. You could have just, mm-hmm. you know, like lived at home and partied <laughs> like fat boy lifestyle. Uh, I could have spent all the money that, you know, I was making, you know, traveling around and you know, not hunkering down to build a business. So I feel like we were very fortunate to have money in the market during this time. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I, I kind of waver between these feelings of like, this was my best investing ever by a long shot, but actually my portfolio just performed the way it should. My, my total assets were up 9%, not outrage, kind of performed as it should perform in a normal year. It's just COVID was a crazy year and we never expected to do that well. And I was like, I kind of had these, these feelings of remorse where I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it is that it is the case where investors this year made a lot of money. Business owners in some ways made money. A lot of them got hurt and a lot of people that weren't invested smashed. And so there's just a bit of a feeling of like, I feel bad, but then I'm like, I'm fucking bad. Worked my ass off for this. It wasn't given anything. You weren't given anything. And we spent five, six, seven years learning how to do this stuff ourselves. Um, and I, I made all the mistakes in 2008, you know, I, I lost half of, of what I had set point and I didn't make the mistake this time. I used the lesson and we did well. So I don't feel bad. I mean, it's a screwed up, it's a screwed up world right now, yeah. but I feel good. Yeah, yeah I definitely. Good. I definitely feel bad for people who, you know, did everything right, right? Let's say they like, you know, saved up, they worked hard, they opened a, a restaurant in California and they followed all the regulations, they followed all the rules, they put, you know, and reinvested money back in their business. Mm-hmm. They did everything right. And then 2020 smacked them in the face, you know, one thing after another, protests, then pandemic, and, you know, protest pandemic and pandemic protests. <laughs> and they just got screwed. Like, you know, they tried, like I, you know, and that's why I'm so happy that neither of us are have went that route because we could have easily said, you know what? Yeah. Let's sink our money into a business. Let's open a cafe or a coffee shop or a co-working space, you know, or, you know, buy a, buy a house in California or New York or, you know, any of these big cities or start a co-working platform and the entire mm-hmm. industry is shut down globally. But yeah, but that's Sorry, why buddy. you diversify. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's all right. I mean, sometimes storms come to not to wreck your day, but to clear your path. Yeah. And when this whole thing broke, broke out, I was like, you know, there's too many business alive right now that should not be, alive. Mm-hmm. you know, it's too easy to get funding. There hasn't been a down cycle in so long. And there's all these businesses that are like basically on life support and or on steroids that just shouldn't be in business, They're not sound business. And this was sort of needed to wipe a bunch of them out. And, yeah. and I, I try to take that view with my, now there's, there's some unfortunate mm-hmm. uh, beneficial, there's some victims of that mm-hmm. shouldn't be victims. Right. But there's a lot of VC backed business. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of those. And I kind of went into this like, you know what? If this wipes me out, if the, if this wipes these businesses out, right? If they yeah. didn't stay for a rainy day, if this, 
actually all of them have, have survived, but for a while and still is, we're not out of, yeah. out of the woods yet. Right. So one thing I actually never even talk about or, or mention is my main business for the last five years is completely gone. My conferences, my oh. live events. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Nomad Summit. Didn't talk like, about and, that. Yeah. And the thing is, it, it sucks, right? I love doing these events. It's been my main job basically these last five years is hosting these mm. big conferences with three, 400 people. And we had to cancel the Tbilisi Georgia one this year. And I had the hard decision of, do I postpone, postpone, you know, do I give people a credit for the next you know year? Cause we'd hope to do it summer 2021, but who knows what's going to happen. Meanwhile, I'm answering customer emails every day saying, Hey, when's the next event? When's it be rescheduled to it was travel open yet. And it became a full-time job. So I can either pay someone, you know, a couple hundred bucks or you know, 600 bucks a month to answer emails while losing money, paying, you know, mm. still paying ticketing fees, still paying, you know, web hosting, still paying like marketing stuff. Or I can just say, you know what, screw, you know, screw everyone. The, the, the uh, policy says no refunds. Or I can say, you know what, let me make an exception and just give everyone a refund. And that's what I ended up doing. I just like gave everyone like blanket refund, even people that who didn't want the refund. I'm like, here's a refund. Sorry, guys, if you want to go next year. (laughs) Yeah, like it just it was it was literally bleeding money every month, just handling these emails. And it was more like the mental mental space. Like, I think this is something you'll relate to is this is another reason why you don't like renting out your properties, even though it's technically losing money every month. It's just you don't want that mental Mm -hmm. drain. Yeah, exactly. It's like your thoughts about owning a property and why you haven't bought a property yet. It's my thoughts about renting a property that I own because I've already crossed that. I've already crossed that line of owning properties. But absolutely, man, peace of mind is there's nothing you can't buy it. Yeah. It's the most valuable thing in the world. I think. Whatever me, creates that peace of mind. Yeah. And for me, it's not like I think for a lot of people owning a piece of property is peace of mind. For me, it's the opposite of not owning anything and not having any responsibility. It's tough, it's tough accumulating new things. There's like this I found there's this just like wind up curve where when when you first acquire and have to start paying all the bills and dealing with all the shit that you deal with, it really sucks. And then there's like, a, it settles out. And then all of a sudden, everything kind of gets automated in the back of your mind. But but then when you rent it, it's a whole nother bag of issues. Then you basically are serving. Like you have kind of employed by that person. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they can be a great tenant or it can be a nightmare. So, yeah. Certainly something you got to plan with. I mean, I think that's why like the, the value proposition, Vacasta just handles everything top to bottom and like gives you the year. And maybe maybe that's not as good of a check as just did it on Airbnb yourself. But man, the amount of to mind you get. Yeah. I, I, I think one big underserved business that you can, anybody listening to this can start for basically $0 and have a six figure business out of it. Start a Airbnb property uh, management company or a rental company, have your terms, you know, be, it has to be area specific. So there's enough room for everyone to do it in your city and just, you know, whatever your city is, right. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Airbnb property manager.com. We take a flat rate of 10% or 15% or 20%, you know, whatever you guys uh, want to want to make it. And basically just say, you own a property, you want to buy a property, we will handle everything. We will clean it, we'll rent it out, we'll market it, we'll handle all the customer complaints, we'll, you know, make sure, you know, you get a check every month and your property looks exactly the way it does when you come back, you can, you know, and I, I think this is something that needs to be happen in every city around the world. There's virtually unlimited demand for that. So we had our mastermind. A lot of a lot of people listening to this episode will get in the mastermind that we hosted. And the biggest 
investment theme for 2021 was buy a property, run it on Airbnb. Like it works in any market. Pandemic, Airbnb took a hit for like two weeks. And then everyone's like, all right, instead of going to Tuscany and Italy, I'm going to go two hours from my front door and I'm going to rent an Airbnb. That's yeah. like what everyone wanted to do. And with all the unknowns about the future of like fiat currency and whatever, US dollar denominated assets, like people want to get into real assets. That's why all these and alternative assets like Bitcoin. But it was just like four years ago, I was in Santorini. You've been to Greece, right? Yep. I'm in Santorini. Santorini is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. There was a property there that's like right underneath the blue domes. It was when the, mm -hmm. maybe it was a little bit longer ago. It was when the Greek like debt debacle was. And um, there was this iconic property that was for sale for like 400,000 euros. And I was like, man, I can make a killing on this on Airbnb. I bet you could rent it to like Chinese tourists for a thousand euros a night. Right? But there was not any property management company mm -hmm. on that island. That's crazy. So there was no way to turn beds. Like, it, and, and it's like Santorini is like number one. One of the mm -hmm. biggest tourist destinations of all of Europe. It's only there. It's only open for. They didn't have one property. I can't manage it myself. I can't hire some local. I'll just pass. Yeah, it's still yeah. a lot of places in the world that need. Same thing's happening right now in South Sri Lanka, where I am. Yeah. I was looking at either buying a property or doing something called like a five or ten year lease. Where it's weird. Where <clears throat> the I don't know why, but Sri Lankan property owners love it when you lock in the price for five or ten years, and. Right now, the prices are super low for rentals just because there's no tourism and there hasn't been for you know yeah. two, three years now. So we've I found a three-bed, three-and-a-half-bath house three blocks from the beach for 300 bucks a month. Everything was brand new. It's furnished. And at first, when I said I wanted to do like one or two months, they're like, yeah, you know, I don't know, 300 is a bit low. Normally, during tourist season, we're getting, you know, 1,000. And then I said, well, you probably don't want to do it, but you know, I'm also looking for a place to rent for five or 10 years. And they're like, oh, you want to do it for 10 years? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll lock it in. And I was like, at 300 a month? They're like, yeah. I'm like, price never goes up. They're like, yeah. I'm like, this sounds too good or your math is too bad. And it wasn't, but it wasn't just this one property owner. It's literally every single, that's just the way that they do it here. I think they love stability yeah. and certainty yeah. so much that they're happy to lock it in. And the only caveat is uh, instead of paying monthly, you pay one year in advance every time. So they get this mm. big chunk of money. So it seems like a lot of money. They're, they're happy. Seems that like a good have, Yeah. Yeah. Seems smart on their part. I mean, in, in a market like this, look, mm. they're living off of they're living off of that type of money a year or a month, right? Three months, 500. And if they can lock that in, look what happens in the pandemic. They get nothing. They're getting nothing. Yeah. You know, and they, and this is a country like Sri Lanka's had a lot of problems in the past mm. with like wars and stuff like that. So a little bit of stability probably makes mm. you've been there so long now, like you're probably seeing opportunity <laughs> everywhere. It's crazy. And I feel stupid not capitalizing on it because the only real reason I would not come back to Sri Lanka in the future is the normal housing prices are so overpriced. And I think what it's because like right now, I mean, deal, you know, I'm renting this villa for 550 bucks a month. This place normally goes for 500 bucks a night, which is European prices. Like, you know, <sighs> what? Yeah. Wow. And that is the only reason why I would not come back is there's no way in hell I would spend, you know, 500 bucks a night to stay here uh, or, you know, a thousand bucks a month to stay in like a piece of crap little, like little room somewhere. Yeah. So I was thinking like, man, like it, I, I feel stupid not locking in like, at least one, if not 10 of these places and just having it be an, you know, Airbnb business for the next 10 years, you know, and then coming here and, you know, staying for free. But 
I can't find a, I cannot, I've been here for a year. I cannot think of a single person I would trust and a single shrine person I would trust to manage my property for, you know, like sight unseen. And there's no, yeah. you know, good property management companies, the, the local real estate agents, like, like, I don't like, it just, you can't, you, you there's just Tough. nobody you can trust. That's tough, but it, it seems like a good opportunity, especially if you like spending time there. Get back. It gives you a reason to, to spend time. I mean, you could be you could be Johnny FD, mm. Sri Lankan property. Yeah, but the so that the number one thing. reason the number one reason though I've de- I've kind of decided not to do it is I don't want to be tied mm. to anything. Like my my I just sat down and did my 2020 year in review. Uh, this is something that Tim Ferriss recommends. He says New Year's resolutions are worthless. You know, you get excited about it for a day and then by, you know, mid-Jan, like you stop going to the gym, you stop doing all the things that you, you were planning to do. Mm-hmm. But if you do a year in review and you actually reflect on the lessons learned, what made you happy, what what were your, you know, your 20% peaks or your 80% um, time, cons- you know, consumptions, whatever it is, that's where you learn. So I sat down and actually on New Year's Day, I went to the Marriott and we did a day pass where we got... Uh, access to the buffet we can use the pool we can use this you know the the gym and everything and then we had like high tea in the afternoon it was like a really nice day but i literally sat i had you know i ate, ate some food and i sat there at the buffet for 12 hours writing this year in review it's on johnnyfd.com if you guys want to check it out but i really just sat down and said i didn't even go to the pool for 12 hours i paid for the day pass i didn't once go to the pool or do anything because i just sat there and said you know what i gotta reflect on the year i gotta figure out what i want you know for 2021 and a big part of it was i want to be in shape i want to have an easy kind of uh no low responsibility life and i don't want to be tied in to having a property or something or even having to to think about my property managers and they're doing the job or not yeah. And I don't want to have to come back to Sri Lanka if I don't want to. I want to be able to have the, the choice to come back here if I, if, I, if I want to or just never come back again and go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, this, yeah. you figure this out at Date with Destiny. Mm-hmm. You're sticking with it. I think it's awesome. What, what about you? What you are don't your, seem stressed. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, I probably won't go through this in the, this first half. That's kind of public. But uh, the reason why Sam and I are doing this during the daytime for me and nighttime for Sam is me and my girlfriend just broke up yesterday and I'm leaving this villa. I'm, I'm moving to a place that has no Wi-Fi. So thank you, Sam, for uh, coming out of bed. Sam was literally in bed and he and said, you know, what? like I was, I, go to, I was about to go to sleep, but don't worry, Johnny, I'm going to grab a glass of whiskey and I'll be on in seven minutes. Well, the joke of the the story is that it's only nine o'clock here, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm in bed. Charlie's like, okay, Grandpa, fine, <laughs> we can record tomorrow. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Well, that's been part of that. That's that's been. I mean, that's that's part of the narrative of of my of the the second half of my year and my reels. It's weird. I was totally in line with everything that you just like. I don't want any responsibility tied down. Uh, and then I just flipped it on its head this last year. I mean, buying the house here and the place in Barcelona. But the first three quarters of this year, fucking miserable for me. I cannot mm. even describe it. It was sort of this. It was heading in this direction already. Like I was just becoming less and less fulfilled and satisfied, like every day with life, not knowing where I'm going, just lost in relationship, lost in life's pursuits. And um, and it really kind of just COVID put an exclamation mark on that because I was, I'm 35. I was uh, renting a place in Charlotte that was supposed to only be 
like a closet, you know, with myself and another, another guy and his girlfriend. And when COVID came, like we all ended up descending on this place that we're never even supposed to be spending time. So it was like four of us plus their dog living in this apartment. People listen to podcasts know just like, I just felt worthless. I felt inadequate for like putting my girlfriend in that, you know, shared accommodation situation where you never have a chance to unwind and just always mm. noise on and people in your face and people drinking just bad environment. But then like, there's no place to rent short term, you know, you, you mm. could you couldn't like every place booked out immediately. So you couldn't just go find like an Airbnb for in Charlotte or on the outside, like every place when COVID everything got booked up and I'm like, I'm lost. I don't, I don't even know what to do. Um, so anyways, bought this house and I, I have to say like, I've been in the house now, my quality of life has gone from like, I would say over the last few years, probably like a three, four, just because I never settled. Uh, and because I was never settled, I was always on the move, seeing myself to the next, what's next, what's next, next hotel, next destination, next stimulant, you know, feel good feeling, whatever. And, um, and that's been my story basically since I started the business in the UK. I was just always on the move, always to the next destination, never got settled. The, something about having this house is just like, it's, it's been a remarkable uplift. I would say my quality of life right now, nine of 10, 10 of 10, every single day I have zero stress. I have no place I feel like I need to be. I love like the little house projects, like patching up walls and painting and <laughs> investing. Like I'm out sweeping the porch and raking leaves and like th mm. these are things that people house owners hate like i love it you know because i'm just present i'm just raking leaves listening to an audiobook i'm gonna tidy so I'm, i've really really been ha like i can't describe how happy i'm about the decision i don't think i'll spend more than you know three or four but um it, i feel like i can go out and resume to being myself of traveling taking risk and whatever and i have this like base that mm -hmm. i feel really warm and so that's been awesome. And I think uh, with the Barcelona place finishing up now, I can, I'll just see myself, you know, I'll have the bases. I'll spend most of my time there. I'll do little short trips to do like a thing with stuff like that here. But uh, like this, this year went from so bad to forcing me into making a decision to basically buy this house that I think will mm -hmm. be so good. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So Normally I have these predictions of, you know, how, how many months Sam's going to be happy with the place before he you yeah. know, changes his mind about it. I'm happy to say this time, I actually think that this was a good decision. I think you're, this is going to be a, uh, a big win for you. So congrats on that. Cheers, man. Yeah. I appreciate coffee and whiskey. Um, yeah. For any of the so, whiskey lovers, I got a, oh man. Ooh, it's, it's been a long time since we broke, broke, broke out the, broke out the booze on the island. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for that. But yeah, I think it's in your situation. It's a it's a great move, and and 2020 is kind of forced you into thinking like what's important, what you actually want, you know, what you don't want. And I, you know, I think the fact that it wasn't you know a huge part of your total net worth, so it's not it's not like a big mm -hmm. financial drain. You know, you picked a you know a nice house, but in a in a less expensive you know area because you're you're you know so far out from the big city. But the fact that your parents live around there and you know the neighborhood that gives you the roots and so you know so you didn't you didn't just like pick a random world town somewhere uh, yeah so yeah i definitely think that like having that project having that home is going to be your kind of you know core stability and you can always retreat back to it because even though i think a lot of people assume you're an extrovert because you know you like to be you know around people you know you're uh very talkative and outgoing mm -hmm. i i think you know i don't i don't know if uh completely but for sure you know you have those introverted qualities where you want 
some isolation, some rest, some, some quiet. Yeah, increasingly so. There's a book, a really good book on intro called Quiet. If you, any of you guys are extroverts and want to understand introverts more, I'd recommend that. It's really written about extra intro, extroverts that are dating introverts because there's always like this massive conflict of misunderstanding each other. Mm. Um, but if you think back, like the evolution of man for hundreds of thousands of years, let's, let's say the evolution of man's been 300,000 years. We've only been doing the city shit for like 5,000 years, right? 295,000 years, we've just been hunters and gatherers and like small tribes. And those small tribes are all introverted uh, people. You know, it was five people, 10 people, mm. small, trustworthy group. And you were very worried about outsiders. It's just like mm. the cities that forced um, these extroverted traits. But I'm definitely increasing it. Like I love, I love peace and quiet, love small groups of trustful people. And um, yeah, that's just, that's been, that's been, but dude, I uh, wanted to touch on your, your day today because mm-hmm. anything you feel comfortable sharing, but uh, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Yeah. So I guess this is where we'll cut the, uh, the public preview because uh, we're going to jump into <laughs> the, the personal kind of, you know, life and dating and, and the breakup thing, but also we're going to jump into our numbers in a minute, minute. Yeah. Um, so Thank you guys for, for listening to <laughs> Invest Like a Boss subscribing. Of, yeah. But for the you Patreons, thank you so much for uh, for being part of this. You know, I feel, I feel comfortable sharing. Like, not, it's funny. Even my, my net worth and my numbers, I used to not care at all that the whole world knew my exact net worth, how much I uh, was invested in. But now that I have a bit more money uh, and as a, you know, as a spoiler for the for the patrons who were on the mastermind call, uh, my net worth just j- jumped over nine hundred thousand dollars this year, this quarter. Congratulations! I congratulated you last night on the mastermind yeah. group, but uh, that's we're rolling out the red carpet because that's you're, you're knocking on the doorstep now. So, guys, that's it for the preview episode. If you want to listen to the entire one hour and forty five minute Q four update twenty twenty one plans sam and i dive deep into all of our mistakes all of our big wins for and what our investing plans are and also our life plans for 2021 <clears throat> i'll also be going over my formula and my plans to get from a 900k to a million dollars in it so if you want to hear that entire interview just go to investlikeaboss.com click on patreon or show supporter and you can sign up for any tier, even as low as five dollars a month. Again, that money can go to our pockets. It goes to supporting the show, producing the show, having Derek, who's our producer's, you know, basically it's his full time salary. Pretty much all the money goes to him. So, thank you so much for supporting the show for all the Patreons. And this way, Sam and I can be a bit more open uh, about our net worths, especially because I'm reaching a, a point where I want to be a little bit more conservative and uh, confidential about what I'm doing because the numbers are getting big and the world is getting a bit crazy. So I hope you understand. But really, that money just goes to support uh, Derek and the production team and be able to get three more guests every single month. So thanks so much for listening. Head over to investlikeaboss.com, Patreon, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at investlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment portfolios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.